Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is David Saltzman. David is a 20-year nationally published monthly columnist, accomplished stage and keynote speaker, and a seasoned marketer. For the past 15 years, David has focused on helping others create story-based marketing that cuts through the noise of their marketplaces and creates the first step toward enduring relationships. As a certified story brand guide, David and his team employ the story brand framework to structure and focus the story their clients use to win business and attract customers. Thanks so much for being here today, David. Oh, it's my pleasure, Diane. Thanks for the invite. I am thrilled to have you here. Um, and, and I love this topic because messaging is such a big deal and so many of us are getting it wrong. Um, and speaking of getting it wrong, I'm curious what you think is like the number one communication issue that companies face today. The number one communication issue that they face, and this is very in keeping with my story brand motif that we use as a guide to, to help our clients, is that they continue to make themselves the hero of the story that they're telling to the client. And that inevitably gets in the way. Because when you are marketing and you're talking to a C-suite level person, they're the hero of their story and they're not looking for another hero. They're looking for a guide. So we always start by telling our clients, be Yoda, not Luke Skywalker. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it, it's it's like, and, and they we do it in sales as well. It's that me, 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 me thing and no one cares. Right. It It's amazing that we talk to folks. I had a, a conversation. One of the many things that we help clients with is the messaging on their websites. And I had a friend who I could joke around with a little bit, call me a couple of years ago. I didn't have time to take him on as a client at the time. And he said, well, maybe, maybe in January. I said, that's fine. So well, we've got a half an hour. Let's, let's talk. I'm like, okay, cool. So where would you start? And I said, I'd start with your website. And he said, okay, um, what's wrong with our website? And I said, it's terrible. He said, okay, can you tell me like exactly what part of the website is terrible? And I said, nope. <laughs> so well, how can you tell me it's terrible if you don't know what part of it's terrible? I said, I've never seen your website, but I can tell you it's terrible. <laughs> he said, well, how do you know that? And he got a little indignant and he said, which was the button I was trying to push. Sure. And, and he said, how do you know that? And I said, cause, and I ran on to tell him exactly what was on his homepage. And he said, well, we're really proud of that. And my answer is, well, you should be really proud of it. 
but your prospects don't give a crap about any of that. You should put that in a corporate brochure, snail mail it to your prospect a week before your meeting and say, look, I want to keep our meeting, our face-to-face meeting all about you. And I want to learn all about what you're doing and what your challenges are. I thought you might want to learn a little bit about us. Here's a brochure. That's a great idea. Well, it's, you know, you've talked about it in your books. It's, it's simplify. Yes. Just do way as salespeople and as advisors, we do way too much. You know, it's mom always told us, all of us, we've got two ears and one mouth. And the reason for that is that we should listen twice as much as we talk. But we don't. No, we don't even realize (laughs) that listen and silent have the same letters. That's so great. Yeah, I hope everyone's listening to that because, oh, that it's part of what drives me crazy, which is part of why um, I, I wrote those books. Will you explain what story theory is? I will do my best. Story theory goes back arguably more than 60,000 years ago when we were painting, our ancestors were painting pictures on the caves and the walls in France, which are some of the earliest cave drawings. And essentially it boils down the some people call it the hero's journey Uh, i prefer not to call it that in a sales context but it boils down the way a story is constructed into a set number of elements in our case seven elements and it it makes it much simpler to understand how to frame a story that invites your prospect or your client into the solution that you can offer and it starts by identifying who your client is we have we call them the main character Think about it in terms of a novel or or even a a movie. The main character has a problem. And whether he or she knows it or not, the main character expresses their problem three ways. Externally, what they tell their friends. Internally, what they tell themselves on a day-to-day basis. And philosophically, what they tell themselves in terms of their problem relative to the bigger picture. It usually starts with, you know, it shouldn't be so darn hard to insert thing here. The reason those three steps are critically important, and I actually take it a little bit further than they do in StoryBrand, is that we know from research that we think we make decisions with our prefrontal cortex, that is the reasoning part of our brain, but we don't. We make decisions with the amygdala, which is that old lizard part of our brain that controls emotion. We've just become amazingly adept over thousands of years at instantly rationalizing those decisions with our prefrontal cortex. You can think of your own instances where you've bought something recently and there's an emotional element to it. So if you don't understand those three parts of what the client needs, it's harder to hit that emotional part. The next piece of story brand is, or story theory, one and the same, is that you go on to position yourself as the guide. And as the guide, you only need to show two things. You need to show empathy and you need to show authority. Hey, Don't worry about it. I understand what you're going through. I've been here before. I can help you. And then the next piece is I give you a plan. And back to our original question about our original discussion about making everything too complicated, the plan should consist of no more than four or five very clear steps. Then we give them a call to action. If we're writing a piece of collateral material as opposed to talking to them, we offer two calls to action an immediate call to action, hey, yeah, I want to go on a date, I'm ready, and a collateral call to action, which is, "Eh, I'm not sure I want a date yet, but I'd like to learn more, to kind of download our brochure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera piece. And then we do two things that are critically important after the call to action. 
we ask them to visualize what the world will look like if they implement the solution that we've given them and we resolve their problem. Or, and this is very important, again, we're going back to psychology 101, what the world looks like if they don't follow our plan and they don't follow the guide that we've given them. Yeah. Because fear of loss, as we all know, is a much more powerful motivator than desire for gain. Yeah. So that's that's story theory. And I unfortunately have now probably ruined every novel that you're ever going to read or every movie that you're ever going to see. Because if you think about that, when the podcast's over, take a moment, think about the best novel that you've read recently or the best movie that you've seen recently, and you you will immediately see the story theory in the telling of that story. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I, I, I don't want to. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. Don Miller, who wrote the book, Building a Story Brand, uh, Don's wife won't go to movies with him anymore. <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Okay. So, um, and it's so funny because I, I say all the time when I'm, when I'm teaching people about sales and, and the questions that they should be asking, I always say there are two questions that you need to be asking. One is, what will the impact be when you move forward with this, whatever this is? Mm-hmm. And the second one is, what will the impact be if you don't? Because they have to feel that. Right. I guess because it is an emotional thing, they have to actually be able to articulate that to themselves in order to really see the value or or not. I mean, there there might not be a a big enough impact for them to want to, you know, move forward. I'd, I'd submit to you that if there is if they feel there isn't enough impact, you haven't done a good enough job discerning what their problem is on all three of those levels. Ah. And the reason we want to give them a binary choice at the end is because we want them to choose action. We want them to undertake our plan. We want them to let us be the guide and help them. So if you give them a binary choice and say, hey, you you know, you can let us help you or you can keep suffering with this problem you've got. Right. It becomes a much easier choice for human beings to make. No, no, no. I want to solve the problem. That's why I asked you to talk to me. Yeah, right. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, 
or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life. We've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information. All right. And then, um, uh, what was I just going to ask you? So, so let's talk about clarity of message. So, okay. So, um, I could see someone still going through this process and their message still not being terribly clear. So, And I think because what I notice people doing is they hear it intellectually, they understand it, but they still feel like they have to talk about a lot of stuff. So how do they, how do we not do that and stick to a very specific, very clear message? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. And I'm glad you asked it. Once we dope out these seven pieces of the story that we want to cobble together for the prospect or the client or whoever it is that wants to engage us. We do two things further. And the last piece becomes the North Star for everything else that we do. We take that long involved process that I just yammered on about for a few minutes and we distill it to a two page narrative so that it reads like a story. Once that's comfortable, And once the people that we're working with say, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. That's exactly how we help our clients. Then we distill it further and we distill it down to either a one or a two liner. And that one or two liner, as I said, becomes the North star for every other bit of communication that we do. And of, of late, we've started also working with sales teams because it's nice that the management understands that. But if the sales team isn't all telling the same story, the same way, then the company is putting out a fractured message, which will just confuse. One of the things we, we stress is if you confuse, you lose. Yeah. The human mind's only wired to do two things. It's wired to, to try to save itself and to communicate. And if we can do those two things, we're great. But if you overload it, look, Forrester says that if you're watching or looking for something on the web, it is now 13 seconds between the time you search and the time you go on to the next search because you can't find what you want. And I'll, I'll use websites as an example again because they're so ubiquitous. How many times have you or anybody listening looked at a website and thought, wow, that's a really cool website. I wonder what the hell they do. <laughs> that's, that's death. That's death. You've got to be able to communicate right up front no matter what kind of an interaction it is, whether it's web-based or electronic or, or standing on a stage doing a presentation, you've got to be able to communicate in those 13 seconds the two things that I said about the guide. I understand your problem and I can help you solve it. Let's, so let's talk more. about um, understanding your problem. Okay. Okay. How... How would you suggest a company ensure that they really understand that? The reason I asked the question is because of something you said earlier, which which I firmly believe is true, that a lot of websites, you know, talk about the wrong thing. Um, I find that a lot of business owners 
have decided what the problem is that they solve or, or, you know, what their value is, but not necessarily from the customer's point of view. And those would be easily identified business people by virtue of the fact that their children are skinny. You, you, you can't, <laughs> you can't build a big thriving business by pushing your message out to everyone. Nobody wants that. And, and the, the more sophisticated a sale you're engaged in, the, the higher up the corporate food chain you're targeting, the more deadly that sin becomes. Again, because no one in the C-suite wants to have somebody else riding in posing as the hero. So don't do that. Yeah. Anybody who sells, and especially who sells to C-suite level folks, whether it's a CHRO or CFO, doesn't matter. Anyone who sells has been in a meeting where they are in the groove, they're doing their thing, they're feeling good about it, and they look up and their prospect's eyes are like a million miles away. Yeah. And there's two kinds of salespeople, people who realize that look and people who lie about realizing that look. How did that person get a million miles away? You drove them there. Yeah. It, it's all about us. The, the new podcast, we'll talk about this at the end, but the new podcast that we're launching is called Say Less, Sell More. I was on, on the phone with a client this morning who has uh, an insurance brokerage. They are client-facing. They help firms build employee benefits plans. And they gave me their entire sales pitch, and we went through, I think, 40 PowerPoint slides. And they asked what they should do, and I said, I would toss all that stuff out. Yeah. Well, but that's what we do, and blah, blah. And I said, well, you wouldn't be talking to me if you thought you were being as successful as you could be. Yeah. So here's the two things I'd, I'd suggest. When you sit down, you're in the room because they have a problem and you have a solution. No, nobody in an executive capacity is going to take time to see you because they need somebody else to have a cup of coffee with. So ask two questions. And in this case, they would be, why do you have a plan of benefits for your employees? And then stop talking. No matter how long it takes and let the other person talk. Then when they're done, ask them a follow-up question. How's your current plan of benefits meeting those expectations? And they just, there was silence on the other end of the phone. They went, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, no, it's really not brilliant. You just need to focus on your customer to your question. Yeah. Right. And, and people don't like that. Um, because I think salespeople are taught that they're supposed to be um, able to convince someone with, with an eloquent um, diatribe, really, of just boring them to tears with information they just don't care about. No. And, and, and most of the information that you care about, the guideline is most of the stuff that you care about as a salesperson, they don't care about. Yeah. They really right. don't. They just want somebody to help them solve whatever intractable problem it is that they've been dealing with. Right. They want a guide who's empathetic and authoritative. And, and is this, does this work in every industry? Bar none. Bar none. I mean, I suppose if, if you were selling apples on the street corner, maybe not, but um, I, I mean, there's make an argument for it. Well, you could. And there's there's a there's a great video and I'll, I'll make sure that I give you the link and, and you can put it in the show notes. Uh, 
Okay. Um, it's called What Have You Done to My Sign? And it, it's, I, won't, I won't waste the story or I won't uh, give the story away uh, on air here, but um, it's all about the power of messaging and to whom the message is, is, is geared. It works oh, in every wait. industry. I've worked, with, I've worked with people from former Tony Robbins trainers, um, the guy who is the um, stadium voice of the Austrian national football team, to folks who do computer stuff and insurance firms, which is what my industry was when I was when I was out working, um, as opposed to doing the dishonest work I do <laughs> today. <laughs> um, and you name it, it the problem's the same. It, yeah. It's couched differently. I mean, I'm, I've got a client now that I just took on that renovates homes in the Northeast, and their minimum renovation renovation, not building a house, renovation is a million and a half. Wow. And they don't understand a thing about the audience that they're selling to. They, they do very good work and they've gotten by on word of mouth, but they want to grow. So it, it's regardless of industry because every industry has a problem. Right. And every problem has a solution. And your job is to, again, be the guide and connect them with the, with the solution. And, and story theory gives you a great framework for going about doing it and doing it efficiently and effectively. And consistently, right? One hopes, yes. Yeah. Habits are hard to break. You know, the recidivism rate for people who have open heart surgery is over 70%. So, wow. you know, human behavior, if you read Chip and Dan Heath, uh, human behavior is just very difficult to change. Yeah. Which is why, um, you know, we started just doing, um, I don't know, eight years ago, nine years ago, just doing initial engagements and helping them people formulate their message. And then Somebody said, well, but we need content and we need this and we need that, which is why we now do work as fractional CFO, CMOs. Oh, right. Because once so, we've helped them clarify the message that they want, yeah. they need help crafting it. Well, that, that keeps them from sliding back into bad habits. Mostly. It really does. But that that was um, going to be my next question what, about that very thing, because it is one thing to be able to to know your story it's another thing to be able to share it in, in a way that um is effective in a way that can be heard absolutely and you know part of the work that we do with clients goes all the way from uh, we need posts for linkedin all the way through i want to do a stage presentation at this meeting and i don't know how to do it and we coach them on that i mean i've done almost a thousand stage presentations in my career um it's probably the place in the universe other than in front of a keyboard where I feel most comfortable. Uh, and, and, and so they do need help doing that. And, but I was surprised. I mean, that was something that I hadn't considered. Yeah. That, that was my, my failing, my mistake. And so now we have a, 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 a nice little group of clients who are on a retainer and we just help them craft all the stuff they need to. And that helps them stay on message. But I do occasionally admonish a client to say, remember the work we did initially? Remember yeah. why we did it? Don't slide back to where you were, or you're going to have where you were results. So other than it's human nature, it, do you think there's like, a, a, like other reasons why we fall back? I mean, uh, for me, uh, it seems that there are so many influences telling people to do things certain ways that, in my opinion, are completely ineffective but they sound good 
So, you know, and, and it fits with that old paradigm of, oh, this is how it works. So people end up reverting back to that, that even though it doesn't work, it feels more comfortable. Do, do you find that? Oh, absolutely. And it, it is all about human nature and about habits and about changing. People revert to what they've done for a long time. Even if it's more difficult, they revert to what they've done. And, you know, one of the exercises that I do is I ask people in every, every age, every generation has different answers to this. But I ask them to think of three advertising slogans in within 30 seconds. And then we talk about what those advertising slogans are that they jotted down. And they're always story brand type one-liners. Well, why is that? Well, because advertising agencies that charge a gazillion dollars understand the same thing that I understand, that you have to be clear, you have to be concise, and you have to have something that sticks in people's minds emotionally that says, we're solving your problem. That's why yeah, companies have it. slogans. Yeah, that's a great exercise. I love that. Yeah. Because it proves the point. And some of them, it's just music. You know, McDonald's is da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. But it's that, yeah. it's that trigger that hits the amygdala that starts this entire series of dominoes falling so that your client allows you to help them solve their problem. There's a, there's a great book called Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow, <coughs> excuse me, by Daniel Kahneman. It's a very difficult book to read. It's like a graduate psych text, but he spent his entire career as a psychologist proving this theory that we make decisions with the amygdala and instantly validate them using our prefrontal cortex. Yeah, it's really, I mean, that, that is fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. I, I get it when you say it, um, but we do spend an awful lot of time talking about, rash, about reasoning, not rationalizing, but reasoning when really what we're doing is rationalizing absolutely i've i've got a, a dear friend of mine and I've, i have two daughters so i understand the whole shoe thing and the whole purse thing but i've got <laughs> a dear friend of mine yeah. she's she's got if she, if she needed a pair of shoes it would be thousand years from now after she's worn out all the shoes that she has but the phrase "ooh, those are cute uh -huh. you know it, it's i do the same thing with gear for the studio i buy microphones i buy lights i buy all kinds of crazy stuff do I need another mic? No. Yeah. Does the mic I'm talking to you on sound good? Yep. Yeah, of course it does. But so do the other 13 or 14 mics that are scattered around my studio. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I have that problem too. I'm feeling a little better about it now though, though we're talking. Well, feel like good. it's not in my control. <laughs> you'll, you'll get my bill. It's okay. <laughs> So if there's someone listening and, and they're, they're getting it, um, but they're not really sure where to start, start is, is there something that you would suggest they do to start the process of trying to figure this out outside of reaching out to you, which we'll get to in a minute, but you know, on their own? Yeah, they, they, they can buy Don Miller's book called Building a Story Brand. I will caution your listeners that even as a marketing guy, I tried to implement the stuff in that book three times before I called Nashville, which is where Don's headquarters is, and asked if I could come down and study with them. So it, it's, a, it's a good read, and it's a good start, and, and there are websites that he gives you where you can go and actually practice doing this. Most people need help getting from point A to point B. 
but that would be a good place to start and to learn more. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. This is really, I love the way you've distilled this down and, and explained it um, in, in a way that, you know, I can tell people are listening and going, Oh, right. Right. Yeah. I, that, you know, that makes complete sense to me. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. Will you now tell the listeners, you know, how they can find you, your podcasts, everything you've got going on, please. Sure. Absolutely. You can find me at David at the Saltzman, S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N group.com. If you go to the Saltzman group.com forward slash download, you can download our guide, which is eight selling secrets, which are all based around what we've been talking about today. Um, and you'll also be automatically registered for a brand new podcast. I, I've got one podcast that's industry specific that we've been doing for about nine years, but we're starting a new podcast that's all about the stuff we've talked about today. And it's going to be called Say Less, Sell More. And if you if you go to the saltsmangroup.com forward slash download and download our, our little eight pay eight thing brochure, um, you'll be registered for the new podcast as well. So we'd love that. But you can always reach out to me by going to the website. There are contact me buttons every place because our website is austere and clear, at least I hope it is. <laughs> I don't want to be example. like the plumber whose sink is, is clogged up, you know? So great. It, you can go and take a look. It's a great example of what works. Absolutely. Right? We hope. Uh, yes. Well, now maybe some people can go and look and make sure. Uh, Absolutely. So. And they can totally and they can kidding. reach out. We're we're always happy to talk to folks. There's no no cost to have an initial conversation. We're happy to chat with people. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.